Aaron Rodgers got traded to New York Jets in case no one actually knew that. Yeah, he did get really? traded. Really? I missed. I must have missed that. <laughs> they are in a kiddie's pool in terms of depth right now. Everybody's favorite team, probably. Well, next to the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I, I think they're going to win the division. Ooh, that's a big call. Big call, Brad. Big call. Ooh, I'm, all right, I'm all right. Ding, ding, ding. Let's get the boxing gloves on. Let's get the boxing gloves on here. <laughs> all right. NFC North. I guess I will probably start this one. No worries. So your beloved Vikings are... Uh... Last year they finished with what? So, so yeah. Wins? So the Minnesota Vikings last year finished with thirteen wins. It is so it was uh, a very good season in terms of Minnesota. Just one very poor finish, which is t- which is very typical Minnesota. Yeah, I, I think it was a great season, uh, the first season yeah. especially under a new uh, a whole new scheme, offensively and defensively, because. Of course, we went, we uh, signed an offensive coach, head coach, rather than defensive head coaches that we we'd had uh, under Zimmer. Um, so yeah, so it was a completely new setup. Obviously, great first season. Uh, I think we now hold the record for the most number of one score games. One, I think it was. Uh, pretty sure that was eight in the mm. season. Mm. So that was insane. But it showed that the this offense and the way that they they were taught in the way that Kevin O'Connell was running them. It showed that they didn't would never back down. And the reason we say that was because the defense was absolute trash. They were nearly last in the entire NFL. I think they might have been thirty-one or thirty-two uh, out of everyone. So it was the, the defense was just terrible. It just had no direction from around mid-season onwards. weren't too bad to start with, but after that they were just they went downhill. So, but the offense would never back down, never give up. And they, that was the reason that we had so many one, close one-score game wins uh, is because we were coming back mm. from uh, sometimes very large deficits in terms of if everyone remembers the Colts game where we were um, 30, 31 points down, yes. I think it was, 33 points down. Yeah, so you know, we come back to win that game. So, yeah, in terms of off-season, a lot of changes off-season. Um They've made a, a lot of changes to a lot of personnel. They've let go of a lot of guys, mainly on offense, gotten rid of some of the older guys. Uh, sometimes in terms of Vikings land and the, the fans to a little bit of a detriment, I think one of the biggest losses is Adam Thielen. He was obviously a, a massive story in terms of Vikings players. Uh, undrafted free agent, turned up at a training camp that he paid for himself. Everything uh, ended up getting signed to a team. You know, becoming basically a, a starter and a vet for this team. And I, I can imagine that he would have wanted to retire as a Viking. Mm, mm. Probably will one day. I wouldn't put it past him to sign a, a one-day contract to retire as a Viking. Uh, retained the majority of the defense, which was very strange when you think that they were the last place. But the biggest part would be that signing a, a new defensive coordinator in Brian Flores. So obviously he's come in and said we can I can achieve with the guys that I've got here. We're just doing it wrong, and everything that he's talked about in the media up until now seems to be a point towards that. So that's uh, that's very strong, very encouraging. Some good signings in the off season too. Oh, sorry, not some good signings. Some good pickups in the draft. Jordan Addison being one of them. He goes basically straight in as wide receiver two oh. in the depth chart, which 
after after camp. So that's very interesting. Over the top of KJ Osborne, although I'd say they'd be right around the same. That was probably the biggest one. Yeah, apart from that. Do you think Addison is going to be able to come and step in and 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 fill those shoes? I mean, because I feel like Thielen started to drop off there. Um, but do you think Addison? I think so. Addison's the real the deal with Addison. I think it seems like he he has a little bit of a chip or he has a bit of an attitude, which is great for a wide receiver. But that's usually yeah. a wide receiver one mentality. Wide receiver twos have to be happy being a slot guy. Have yeah. to be happy with sort of that running that that twenty yard pace, do, basically doing what Adam Thielen was was a specialist at. Adam Thielen was great for being you know coming in underneath and, and just being there, being in the different spots, you know, taking the heat off his wide receiver one. Sometimes being in a completely different spot to his wide receiver one and just being a massively open option because people would just forget about him, it would seem. And Addison's going to have to figure out how to do that. Otherwise, I can see KJ Osborne definitely being that person and being that guy. Um, and then, of course, TJ mm-hmm. Robinson is there as well. So he's going to fill a lot of that role as well. So let's look at, I guess, schedule and over-under. Well, yeah. um, before we hit Manjot. Schedule is tough this year. Start with the Bucks, the Eagles, and then we've got Chargers, Panthers, Chiefs are in there this year. 49ers are there again, obviously. And then it's really going to depend on how strong the Packers are and the Bears and the Lions as to how this goes because we finished the season mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. essentially Lions, Packers, then Lions. So that's going to be two home games in that, but... It's, it's going to be a tough end of the season. The over-under is criminally low at eight and a half. For a team that won 13 games, eight of eight of which were one-score games, yeah. uh, and so the other, that's the other yeah. five, mind you, and that's what people seem to not be thinking about. The other five were not one-score games. They were well above one-score games. Uh, they were actually over two-score games. Yeah. Eight and a half, and I mean... It's not just the Viking fan in me. I look at the rest of this division and the way the division is itself and then some of the other teams that we are going to be playing, and I, I, there's no way I can't say over. Not eight, at eight and a half. Man, John? Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah, looking across, firstly, talk about the Jordan Addison acquisition. I honestly thought this was a good one. Apple is one of the best receivers coming out of the draft. I know spending a first-round pick when obviously the defense needed some help. I know that's probably something that would be controversial amongst Vikings fans. I know, Ian, at the time you were kind of a bit, I, I don't know, you were kind of a bit upset that they didn't yeah. pick defense. Yeah, I, I mean, memory. Still, I felt like there were a lot of good defensive players out from... there at that point that they could have picked up. Uh, yeah. yeah, especially linebackers, inside linebackers. A lot of pass rush was still there, and they still went Edison. Didn't they pick yeah. up a good sa- a safety though uh, in the draft? Kind of it fell to them. Uh, I they did. Yeah, I think uh, they might have been. I could be wrong. I can't remember. I thought they picked up a, a, a safety that was projected to go a lot. That was last season. Was that Lewis sign? Mm. Yeah, oh, Lewis sign was last year, but he got he but got injured. Anyway, so. go ahead, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a Georgia guy, though, so potentially could be good. Um, Looking across, though, with the Vikings, yeah, their roster's pretty strong, I would say. Still, I think, I think you know, a couple losses. Eric Kendricks, of course, one of the big ones there. Oh, Anthony yeah. Barr. Oh, sorry, that was a few seasons ago. Um, 
But yeah, they had a few losses like yeah. Eric Kendricks. So Darius Smith was the other one I was trying to think of, of course. That was the other big loss for them. I, I just think thinking about the Vikings, couple losses down defense didn't really replace them. They're going to rely on the younger guys. But I think that's not going to be a bad idea. I think kind of just going more into the youth instead of going for the veterans like the Vikings are used to be be going for, I reckon. I think Jordan Addison, he kind of just reminds me of Justin Jefferson when he was coming out of college. I think that's where I was really feeling the Jordan Addison thing. I, I just think, you know, if he can keep his off-the-field stuff, like, all clean, of course, he had that recent speeding arrest and all of that. I just yeah. think if he can clean up his off-field act, he can be a great on-the-field sort of guy. I think especially running backs, they just lost Dalvin Cook as well. So there's a few few interesting spots for the Vikings, a lot of turnover. I think this is where the Vikings, though, I don't think there's going to be a drop-off. I think... This year, we're going to see a better Kirk Cousins than ever before. And maybe that's just me <laughs> after all the hype he's been getting recently. Obviously, he was just, obviously, you know, he was just on quarterback and everyone started loving him. And then he was on the top 100 players. He was ranked the sixth best quarterback in the NFL by his peers. So that was something interesting to look at as well. So honestly, I can't see them go under right. here. They've got to be right, Brad, massively Brad, over. Quickly. We spent ten minutes yeah, on the 100%. Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think. I think. <laughs> Sorry, <it is. laughs> that's me. That's all right. <laughs> it's the uh, Vikings. That's okay. I, I think uh, it's criminal how much mm. of an under they they put them at the eight and a half. To me, it's an easy bet. I get regressing to the mean in terms of you know falling back a little bit with those one score games, but I actually think they're they're going to be a decent team. So oh, I'm definitely taking. I the think over. you would, mate. Uh, all right. Um, the Green Bay Packers, everybody's most hated team. No, that's a lie too. They're not. Uh, <laughs> okay, man, John, do you want? Sorry, do you want to start us off with the Packers? Yeah. Look, obviously, the biggest thing: Aaron Rodgers got traded to New York Jets. In case really? no one, I missed. I must have that. missed that. Yeah, he did get traded to the New York. yeah look that means that jordan loves coming in he got drafted in 2020 highly criticized pick by every single packers fan he has to show up this year he has to be Uh one of those guys that really shows out this is going to be his fourth nfl season he's only started i think two or three games and coming at mop-up duty for a couple more. So I think Jordan Love, he's shown some promises in that mop-up duty, especially last year. He was pretty good against the Eagles in the game he came in. So I think he has to take the next step if they want to be good. But the problem is, apart from Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and the running backs, he's got a bunch of rookies and second-year guys across the rest of the skill positions. You look at the wide receiver room, that's actually the cheapest wide receiver room. I'm pretty sure they only paid them, like, what, two, three million dollars total for that entire receiver room they've got. Obviously led by Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs, another solid receiver there. But apart from that, there's a lot of guys that haven't proved themselves in this entire receiver room. And that is going to be a huge hindrance to Jordan Love's development. Luke Musgrave just got dropped as well, rookie tight end. So they've got a lot of real 
rookie guys coming in, real second-year guys, I would say, those sort of young guns into wide receiver and tight ends that you just don't know if they're going to be good or not. Defense, they've kept a lot of the same defenses last year. So there's not going to be too much turnover, I would say. I still think they'll be around good to middle of the pack in defense. So a lot of interesting parts of this Packers team. I just think the loss of Aaron Rodgers is going to impact them a lot and the lack of receiver depth is going to really show up, to be honest. That's what I'm feeling with the Packers. And yeah, looking at their over-under... Personally, seven and a half. Mm. I think that's I would about say so. right. It's about right. Thinking about them, I think I'm going to take the. I'm just going to take the under though. I think they're going to get six or seven wins. I just think that they just don't have enough depth across the board to really contend with the other teams, to the NFC North and the NFC in general. The only way I can see them go over is if, you know. Jordan Love just goes absolutely bonkers like Aaron Rodgers did when he was... I still don't see it mattering because, as you pointed out, the depth on both sides is very, very shallow. They are in the the kiddies pool in terms of depth right now. It's it's not great. It's not great for this franchise because they've been better at that in terms of acquiring players, uh, both drafting and free agents and re-signing veterans. They've been better at that over the years, and something something is broken. And Packers fans, if they start, well, I mean, take the first five games, so they've got an early buy again, October 15. So Bears, Falcons, Saints, Lions, Raiders. Traditionally, if this was a a Rogers-led team last year, maybe even the year before, you would have said that would be five out of five wins there. If they lose even three of those, I think Packers fans have got a right to be asking what this franchise is doing and what this front office is doing. So, Brad, Hmm. over, under on that seven and a half. Yeah, I I think just, you know, you look at how many picks they have spent on the defense. I think they have, you know, like seven first-round draft picks on the defense or something. It's just ridiculous. And, And they're... Their whole thing was Aaron Rodgers will be Aaron Rodgers. He'll carry the offense. Let's build the defense. But they have so underperformed, I think, any more than any other defense. They can't stop the run. So, you know, unless Kenny Clark is just all-world Aaron Donald circa, you know, mm. 2020, I, I just don't see it happening. So uh, I, I think I figured as much. question marks. And okay. The under. Brad, do you want to start us off with the Detroit Lions? Everybody's favorite team. Yeah. Probably, well, next to the Cowboys. I would say that they've uh, arguably got a lot of fans <laughs> across the league now. I think it's second team for a lot of people now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Un- unden- undeniably. I mean, that's why the, that's why the NFL put them on for the opening game of the season uh, is because they, I guarantee you the NFL knows metrics in terms of what teams are trending, who's the most popular and all that kind of stuff. And the lions are right up there. Hard knocks just absolutely was the biggest boon for them, Uh, but you know, it's their offense. Uh, I I am excited about their offense. I love that they signed David Montgomery and yet they weren't afraid to still uh, draft Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs. So I think that offense is going to be electric. Uh, I, I'm a little bit of a geek, and so I listen to even the Lions oh. podcast. They have like their own podcast. 
And so, so I, I listened to that and they're just talking about how Gibbs, you know, like he got absolutely laid out in practice. Uh, and then he, he got right back up and five minutes later, you know, he ran, uh, uh, caught a pass and ran it oh, down the middle for a, you know, like a 70 yard touchdown. And that's the kind of attitude that they just love there now in Detroit. So I'm excited about their offense. Now them losing, uh, What's his name for for Ben? Jamison Williams, uh, yeah. For Jamison Williams, yeah, yeah. So for six games, that's a big blow. That that is a big blow. Um, but they will get him back, and really, he's still somewhat unproven. The dude, the good dude, got drafted in the first round off of one great season in college. Now it was fantastic season, but it's it it's interesting to see uh, how he'll pan out. All all reports are. Is that he is going to be legit? He's not Amon Ross St. Brown good, uh, but he's going to be legit. So I think then, so their offense is set. I think they got a top ten offense. What about their defense? They revamped the 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 secondary. They brought in Dre Bly as the, I don't know if you guys remember him, but he was a great player. Um, they dro- brought him in as, as their secondary coach, one of their secondary coaches, and apparently they're just really doing some great things, brought in a lot of veterans. So I think that defense is a big upgrade. They drafted Jack Campbell, um, which are, reports are he's going to be a lights-out player. Um, so I, I think that defense will improve. And I definitely see him personally. I, I think Ooh, they're going to win the division. That's a big call. Big call, Brad. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Big, big call. Oh, all I'm, right. I'm, all right. I like, I, I'm making um, that prediction. I like now. what. Uh, so. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. No, Let's get the gonna do that. I love on. competition. No, the <laughs> that. Uh, no, look, I love. I love this team too. I love what they're, they're doing on depth. I love what they're doing up front. I love that they've drafted guys that are going to be starters this year. So not just Jamar Gibbs, but uh, Sam Laporta at tight mm. end. I mm. slot him straight in as T1. Um, yeah. I love on the, the, the defensive side as well. I mean, they've got some some great names, some great young guys. Uh, again, and then they, they picked up CJ Gardner-Johnson. So CJ GJ, and he's going to be a second, you know, behind Cameron Sutton. So they've added some really yeah. good depth, some older depth, some good experience depth. They've got younger guys starting up front. Their average age is only 25. So, again, they're a much younger team. So they're set up, setting themselves up for years to come. So even if they don't achieve this season, you know that they're only going to get better and better. Um, today, because, we again, we recorded on Tuesday, mm-hmm. they signed Teddy Bridgewater to be QB2. So Teddy Two Gloves is back. Yeah, I saw that. So that's behind, yeah. behind Jared Goff. Great backup for Jared Goff, <laughs> I would say, Bridgewater is. So... Really good. Yes, I like yes it. it is. Um, schedule is a little bit poo. Uh, they do get some of the harder teams. So they do get the yeah. Chiefs as well as the Bucks early. Um, and then, you know, they, they sort of come home. Well, the same as obviously with the Vikings, as we said. So they come home with two games against the Vikings. They've got the, and then sort of sandwiched between them is the Cowboys, is Brad's Cowboys. So hard run home. Uh, especially if, let's say, the Bears are better than we, what people think they are. So hard run home. Over-under is at nine and a half. Brad obviously says over because he's already said that they're going to win the division because I don't, don't think you can win the division with under yep. that. 
we hope no one ever does ever ever again. <laughs> so I actually think yeah. nine and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over as well. Manjot, give us an over under. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Look quickly on the lines just before. Just want to say, yeah, I you are you are by the way, big Gosset. You love are. what he's doing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a goth trooper. Okay, I, I I believe in gothism, hundred percent. I'm a big goth trooper, and I think he's gonna take this team to another level again this year. He's really coming to his own last year, and I think with another off season under his belt, more weapons added to his team. I'm very excited to see Jared Goff. To be honest, the defense as well as you said, guys, <laughs> absolutely. It's got some good young guys. Of course, Jack Campbell got drafted in the first round. You got Aiden Hutchinson coming back. You know, even CJ Gardner Johnson, who you said ESPN has as the second string. I think he'll be first string safety, though. But that's just me. I'm not sure what's going on in camp there. But honestly, I think this team is just too good to be yep. under. Like, they've got to be in the over. Hundred percent, smashing that over. Smashing that over. Smash that over. Yeah, hundred percent. I smash you over with I'm the Vikings not, too. No, so look, be sure I'm to not, tune I'm in not for the... judging anybody's yeah. shit calls. So don't worry. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, I smash you over for the Vikings. Smash you over for the Lions. Be stay tuned for my division preview. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, <laughs> who would yeah. like to start us off with the Jesus? That's great. <laughs> who would like to start us off with the Chicago Bears? Anyone got any thoughts on the Bears? I, I, I think we're real quick. I think it comes down to Fields. Uh, you know, yeah. I think he at least he's the most in, important storyline. The the Bears have shown that they're willing to put. They believe in Fields. I mean, that they everything they've done is said Fields is our guy because they could have backed out of him, you know, uh, but they but they didn't. And they said Fields is our guy, and we're going to build around him. So they've signed Komet. Uh, they brought in uh, DJ Moore. Yeah, what's his name? DJ Moore. DJ. Yep, yep. So I uh, they they have they upgraded the offensive line. Um, they signed a stud guard, so or, or a better guard. Um, so I I think. It, it all comes down to can they produce can you're, you're not going to see fields take that that step like uh the philadelphia quarterback but you're gonna you're gonna see him definitely improve so um it's i i still am on the fence about them in terms of they're going to improve, but are they going to beat their over under? I'm not sure. Manja, what do you think? Oh, it's a tough one because I've actually been real, real hype about the bears this off season. Like a lot of people, to be honest, because looking across the board, they've actually improved a lot of areas. Mm. Fields obviously is the talking point. He just got DJ Moore, as you said, and now the receiving call actually looks nice. You know, they've got, DJ Moore, number one, Darnell Mooney, number two, Chase Claypool, number three. I think that's actually a pretty solid receiving core. Where they've lost a bit is where David Montgomery, he went to the Lions. I thought that was a big loss, especially at running back. They did get Dante Foreman, another Panther from last year. They did get PJ Walker from the Panthers too, so it kind of became a Panthers sort of thing there. So PJ obviously being the backup quarterback, Dante Foreman being their backup running back. So they're really 
filling out their depth spots there, but I think they took a bit of a backseat there in the run game because the the passing game has really been where they've been improving. I think the defense massively improved. You're looking across the board, the linebackers, Jack Sanborn was pretty good last year, but he's just got two big guns from free agency and TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, both being added into that linebacking call alongside him. They just signed last week, Yannick Nguakwe at the end of last week. Absolutely incredible signing, I thought. I think Nagakwe is one of the most underrated defensive linemen of the past decade. I think 100% deserves more respect for how good he's been. And honestly, I think he's a massive addition to the Bears. I think that signing could actually be one of their best signings of the offseason. So looking across the board, I'm actually pretty hyped about the Bears. I know I know the official Chicago account on Instagram says Super no. Bowl. I don't think they're no. down, I don't think they're ready for that leap yet. They're not ready. They're not ready. But I think seven and a half. Seven and a half is under, over under right now. I think they're just going to hit the over. I think they're going to take the leap this year. I think Fields is going to take a leap, similar. I would say lesser extent to what Jalen Hurts did, but of a similar vein where he improves his passing work like Jalen Hurts did. And honestly, I think Fields is going to prove that he's a decent quarterback this year. That They'll pick up his fifth-year option after this year, of course, after seeing him yeah. play well this year. So I'm I, um, looking through their schedule. I feel like I'm leaning towards over as well. I think this is the year they beat the Packers, and it will be irony that it's the year after Aaron Rodgers is gone. So I think this is when they beat the Packers. I think they'll start off <clears> week one with a win against the Packers. They've got the Bucks and the Chiefs, which are going to be hard games. They're going to have to really hold their own defensively to just even be in those games. I don't think they can uh, think that they're going to come out on top in those games. I think they have to just try and minimise points, a point differential, uh, and see how they go. But then the rest of it, Broncos, Commanders, they probably split with the Vikings, Raiders, Chargers, Saints, Panthers, like in the Lions. The Lions are probably going to be one of their toughest games in terms of most evenly matched, I think. So I'm going to go over for the Bears. Brad? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, like I said, I was, I'm was i sitting on the fence, but I I, I think they can, they can get eight wins. I think everything kind of needs to go right for them, but I think they Perfect. can get eight wins, so All I'm right. going to take the over. NFC North Divisional Standings. Uh, I will let Manjot go first on this one. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Look, with where everything's going, at the moment, man, it's tough because yeah, of the top two. I'll just say first, Packers at fourth, obviously, because we've just done the over-unders. I've got the Packers under and the Bears over. So I'm going Packers fourth, Bears third. That, that was pretty obvious by what we just did in the exercise. Um, then you're looking at the Lions and the Vikings. Uh, it's tough because everyone's choosing the Lions at first. But I think the Vikings are heavily slept on this year. There's a lot of Vikings disrespect. I think a lot of it potentially because of the bait out last year, especially against the Giants in the playoffs. I think, honestly, 
I'm going to go with the Vikings first and the Lions second at the moment. It's a lot of flip-flopping between me, but I just think the Vikings have the experience. They they know how to win the division. Sometimes a newer team may choke at the end of the season. So that, in all honesty, that's where I'm feeling right now is the Vikings got this at the moment. So you're going just because they know how to do that. Vikings, Lions, Bears, Packers. Yeah. Yeah, I am the same. Yeah. Brad Brad is uh, Brad is obviously not because he's oh, already wow, said the, right. the lines first. So what are your other three? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I would go the Lions, then the Vikings. Right. Oh, so it's just Bears, those top two we split on, which is fair enough. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Because I think that, yeah. that they will they're gonna be yeah. stellar. They're gonna be yeah. two really, really good games this season in that division. I would I yeah. At the end of the day, I would love to see both the Lions and the Vikings yep. in the playoffs. I, I would love that. Yeah, I think both make the playoffs, in my opinion. I think the division winner will come down to those two games in week fifteen and sorry, week sixteen and week eighteen. Still trying to get my head around the new schedule. But yeah, just those two games, absolutely critical. If anyone's, if either team sweeps that, uh, meaning winning both games, sure. I think they'll be the division champions. Well, so I think a lot of it comes It's great down that we're going to be going right down games. to week 18 to find that information out too, in terms of who sweeps that uh, or whether we're, it's, whether yeah, it's yeah. one apiece even, because they're both at the end of the season. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I reckon. At the end of the season, I'm really hoping that's the last game of the regular season too, Sunday night football. Just it could be. be. I, I mean, I if, if it all comes the way we're, we're the thinking season. it does, then that week 18 could decide the, yeah. the divisional title for this, this division. So that's going to – and that could de- yeah, oh, yeah. decide that number one, decides who's in, who's wearing a playoff scenario. So that's that's perfect storm for any, uh, any NFL stuff. So – Boys, we went over again. Yeah, we went over again. Our run, our <laughs> over is is uh, we love a, a bit poor, but it was. But yeah. we were not far over. We've yeah. done pretty well. We've done pretty well. I, that's that's at least I would say that's two divisions, thirty minutes each, not twenty five. So I think we're very measured in what we've done well there. So good, good. Yeah. It's a good talk again. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. All right, onwards, onwards and upwards and forwards to, to NFL football. We're on to week three next week. So we will be on to West Week. So we go on to the Wild West next week. AFC West, NFC hey. West. So Beautiful. We look forward to that, those talks. Uh, I look forward to putting Manjot on a 49ers timer. I must say, I must say we did 10 minutes on the Vikings. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did 10 minutes on the Cowboys. So... I'm just going to... Yeah. All right. So... leniency. All right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But you know what they say? Oh, West bullshit. Is West, the best what they say is West will be won by the Seattle than the Seahawks. Too. Um, hey. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> with all the celerity, of course, it is, it is the rest of North Week. So, check out uh, the other Aussie Gridiron Network shows... Aussie NFL fantasy boys will be going through their AFC and AFC North divisional stuff as well. So check out their shows. Check out Manjot's uh, stuff on Insta at Pastry Press NFL. 
He will, of course, be putting up some bits and pieces here and there. He will kill himself over not putting up 14 posts a day, but he needs to chill. Isn't that right, Brad? Uh, <laughs> otherwise, he'll yeah. fall asleep again during a pod. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Marky Mark, hey, Marky back. Mark's back. getting there. Back, yeah, mate. absolutely. No, Thanks for reminding me. I listened to that today. That was a great little episode. So Mark's back on No Huddle Dynasty. So if yeah, you're out there it. and you're about to be maybe doing a, a rookie draft in a dynasty or starting a new league, give Mark a bit of a listen. There's a quick 15, 16-minute episode he's put up on some basics just to get a feel for getting back in again. So Mark is back. Glad to have him back at No Huddle Dynasty. Half of that, our socials. At G'day Gridiron on Facebook, Insta. There is a Twitter out there. Don't use it much. Probably won't ever. Uh, but it is there, so you can like and follow on all those. Please share. Please review. Uh, it helps us. It helps us know what to do or what sort of content you want. Other than that, see you all next week. Beautiful. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>